G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, the advocacy, support and care for the persecuted church around the world is a huge prospect. But one we can't ignore, especially since persecution of Christians is on the rise. A new ministry to introduce us to today that focuses on giving trauma care to Christians who've been brutalized for reaching unreached people groups in their own countries. This ministry is called Project 114, and it's based on Philippians chapter 1, verse 14, where Paul said, Because of my chains, more of the brothers and sisters have found courage to share the gospel more boldly. Simon Rattray and his wife Alison founded the ministry, and Simon is joining us. Hello, Simon. Welcome along to 2020. Yeah, hello, Neil. Thanks for having me. Simon, let's just focus on Philippians 1.14 for a moment. Because of my chains, we're talking about people who have suffered in some way because they've been at work with the persecuted church. Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, there's, as we know, an increase. Uh, in persecution of Christians around the world and as we get closer to the Lord returning it certainly doesn't look like that persecution is going to subside so uh, we have a deep love for God's people and for seeing the glory of God brought to bear in different parts of the world especially in the darkest places for the gospel and that is why we felt uh, a leading and we certainly had many open doors for the Lord to to lead us into this ministry. There are a number of different ministries that do wonderful work in their support of persecuted Christians and you've sought to find an area that's not been so well looked after and modelling your work on the work of Epaphras who was one of the Apostle Paul's helpers who strengthened him while he was in prison. How does your work differ to the other ministries that deal with persecuted Christians? Yeah, Neil, well, it differs in that our entire focus is on helping Christians understand trauma and be restored into a place where they can see God at work in their traumatic situation, in their crisis, And as my wife, Alison, likes to say, help them find their voices again so they can keep sharing Jesus boldly and beautifully in the places where the Lord has them. And so our specific focus is trauma care. Uh, Alison is completing work in art therapy where her focus will be working primarily with women and children who've been highly traumatized by persecution or crisis or war in the hardest places in the world. And from what we have heard from many, many different Christian leaders in different parts of the world, the greatest need, second to receiving Bibles, is to receive trauma care for the traumatised. So trauma care for the traumatised. Now, this is people who've been victims of, say, a bombing attack, 
uh, or uh, other persecution, being even arrested on the streets or families uh, that have been separated because of arrest for their Christian activity. I know you've done some work in the nation of Sri Lanka, and it's one of the primary focuses that you have. Yes. The story began in late 2018, where I was asked to come and prepare some Christian leaders for persecution because they believed it would be imminent. And so it was a wonderful door that the Lord opened. And I went over to Sri Lanka and I led this conference. I spoke at a number of different significant events for this church community. And I returned not really knowing what God was up to. And interestingly enough, providently, I returned less than a week before the Easter Sunday bombings. And so I had many pastors and leaders who said, the Lord miraculously sent us to help them prepare. And they were so grateful because they had some of the skills to deal with and cope with the Easter Sunday bombings and all the stress and all the issues associated with that that otherwise they said they wouldn't have had. So uh, I, I still choke up when I think of how the Lord just prepared us and them for that incredible opportunity. Wow, you were there just a week before the Sri Lanka bombings and listeners will remember just last year, 2019, uh, a number of churches were under bombing attack uh, from Islamic extremists and you were there just before that and you had been training church leaders on how to deal with trauma. I mean, that is an amazing timing, isn't it? Yeah, well, and this is what we've seen so far since we stepped out in faith uh, in 2017, that the Lord has opened so many doors. I have ministries around the world who are saying, please come as soon as you can and and uh, share some of these courses with us. Um, one ministry said, you know, we can... We, we, we can get you into any country in the world. We just can't guarantee to get you back out again. So there are so many opportunities. And uh, I actually returned to Sri Lanka early, actually late uh, last year in September, uh, and I trained pastors with another uh, conference, and we also did a massive rollout of a trauma tool to help Christians understand uh, some of the emotional pulse of that country since the Easter Sunday bombing. So the Lord is uh, doing incredible things, uh, so much that I just, I'm not, I'm struggling to cope with the amount of requests. Well, interestingly, under the COVID-19 restrictions, you can't just jump on a plane and be in Sri Lanka or any other country around the world where persecution is going on right now, and you've had to adapt the way that you're dealing with and communicating with people who are on the ground in these nations. How does it look these days? Yeah, well, in quite a lot of countries, especially countries like India and Sri Lanka at the moment, grocery stores are only open a couple of hours a day. I'm talking with pastors who have had to line up for two hours before the grocery stores open still lining up in the late afternoon when they get into the grocery store there's barely any groceries left uh, it's a real crisis in these countries and 
we need to be hugely thankful. We must be thankful uh, that we live in a country where the government is just throwing a whole lot of money at us because for God's people in most of the rest of the world, um, they're not going to receive any of these stimulus packages. So I'm spending a lot of my time Skyping and Zooming and encouraging pastors who were already in a really difficult situation, but now it's it's even so much harder because... So many of these pastors are bivocational, they are day labourers, many of them, and with the restrictions they've lost their jobs, and so it's even much harder than it was before to survive. Simon, there's a sort of a reciprocal responsibility here, isn't there? Because when you either go to personally and run trainings in this area of trauma, Uh, or whether you're doing that online, if it's Skype or whether it's Zoom. But there are people gleaning from you. But when you're there, you bring back a message to us here in Australia. There's a a reciprocal thing here, and, and there are things that we learn about the persecuted church because you've had that experience there among them. Yeah, that's exactly right, Neil. Just like Epaphras, Paul's helper, would bring Paul's support and encouragement from the sending churches. I receive help and support from churches to send to pastors to take with me to encourage them, whether it be letters or finance or other forms of support. But Epaphras also brought back Paul's support and encouragement and his letters (laughs) to the home churches like Philippi and Ephesus. And so in the same way, we're bringing back what we're learning, and sometimes, or in fact, to be honest, often, I think I learn a lot more from these pastors than they learn from me. And so I have the privilege of bringing that message back to strengthen Christians here in Australia, to encourage them, to prepare us for more faithful witness and for persecution that's very likely to come upon us in the West and where we're seeing restrictions of Uh, and suppression of thought and speech and conscience in our country. So uh, it's a a ministry where I'm doing a lot of both. You were in Sri Lanka, and let's just come back to there for a moment because you mentioned uh, some important words. You were checking the emotional pulse of the people. And post-bombings, how do you assess where people are at today in Sri Lanka, given there were horrific bombings of a number of churches just over a year ago? Yeah, well, Neil, the situation in Sri Lanka is quite concerning because not only have they recently had an experienced incredible terrorist attack, one of the worst on uh, Asian soil, but these are people who've experienced a 20-year civil war that only finished in 2009, they experienced a tsunami. So these are people who have had a huge amount of trauma and what we would call compounded trauma. And so what we did was we actually deployed a trauma tool with the help of a number of different NGOs in Sri Lanka and I oversaw that project. And there are over 500 people who took the questionnaire and the results of that questionnaire was incredibly concerning. And not only did Christians take it, we also had some Muslims, some Buddhists and others in the community because we're looking for quite a broad understanding of how people were faring emotionally. And one of the questions, for example, there were seven questions. One question was, 
I find it hard to sleep remembering the traumatic event. Now, people are having insomnia because of PTSD, post-traumatic stress. Uh, this is serious. And so the results were around about 90, 98% of people who took that trauma survey answered yes to all of those trauma questions, meaning around about all up, 87% of people that took the survey were highly traumatised. And I imagine that when you treat trauma, there's a lot of individual attention required. And no doubt you don't have the capacity at this point to provide individual counselling. But no doubt that might be a plan for the future. Just quickly, running short of time, because not only are you running some courses there in places like Sri Lanka, but also courses here at home for people here to understand the persecuted church. What sort of courses are you doing back on home soil? Yeah, on home soil, we have a course called Thriving Like a Lamb in a Wolf's World, which is based on Matthew chapter 10 and Jesus warnings and encouragements to the disciples as he sent them out and that's specifically to help Christians here understand Christian persecution globally what the Bible teaches about it but especially how Christians in the hardest places in the world are finding joy and hope in the midst of sacrifice for Christ so it's an encouragement to the church here to prepare for a life of greater witness and hope and no doubt you'd like to make a few more friends for the ministry. It is relatively early days. It's been going now two or three years. Project yeah. 114, and there's a website that people can connect with you, and no doubt you'd like some prayer partners. Uh, no doubt a few financial supporters would never go astray, and uh, you'd be welcoming those. But let me give people the website, Project 114. Dot org dot au. That's project114.org.au. And Simon Rattray and his wife Alison founded the ministry. It's project114.org.au. Simon, thanks so much for updating us today on 2020. Thank you for your time, Neil. Very much appreciated. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.